Welcome to the Envision Together, Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Mishana. Join me on this bi-weekly journey of empowerment, where you'll hear hands-on advice from lifestyle experts, educators, authors, spiritual leaders, and many more who will share tips on how to triumph personally, professionally, and spiritually. We explore timely topics such as overcoming anxiety and fear, educating the reluctant student, cultivating lasting relationships, and strengthening our faith. My hope is that the insights offered on the show will help us envision ourselves using our unique gifts and talents on greater levels for greater purposes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Envision Together, going to our next level best. I am very happy to welcome Donna Teshen to you today. Um, She has lots of wonderful information to share with us, and um, she has a great story too. And so we're going to get to know her a little bit personally and professionally, and she's going to share wonderful things that I'm sure is going to have you wanting to contact her uh, following the show. So with that, Donna, will you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Pamela. It is a pleasure to be here today. Um, I am the CEO and founder of Vibrant Living International. I'm a life mastery coach, and our passion is to stop identity theft. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about our credit cards. (laughs) And um, to empower people, spirit, soul, and body to live vibrantly. So many times, uh, things that happen to us, what I mean by identity theft is I lose my job, I'm a failure, all of those kind of things. And they create identities that are not necessarily true and how that can stop us from living vibrantly. So that's just one example. Um, I am a a wife of 38 years and um, I have three children and seven grandkids. Wow, wonderful. So I don't know, it just popped in my head. So I'm going to ask you, how is it different, uh, the relationship with the grandkids uh, versus the kids? (laughs) Uh, I think the biggest difference with grandchildren is, as you seem to, you're you're not as hurried around. Hmm. Um, You're older. You also understand how important relationships are. But somehow in our younger years, we're rushing, it seems like, and they have, and they also, the kids have activities. So it's not only your own things, but them. And so that feeling of being hurried, you're not as much, um, and, uh, and you're wiser, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) So that you can handle things a little bit differently. So, um, that's, that's my thoughts. I'm so glad I asked you that. And, you know, it happens to be uh, Mother's Day weekend. It is. We got a few uh, wise words in there on a different topic. (laughs) But when you said seven grandchildren, I said, oh, I don't know. It just popped in my head and I had to ask. But I love what you said. Um, I can relate to what you said. Uh, In my younger years, I was certainly more in rush mode. And um, Mm -hmm. as you also said, hopefully I'm a lot wiser now too. I think I am. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you give us a different kind of guidance to the young people in your family as you get older. 
you're trying to pass yeah. those little nuggets that you've learned if they'll listen. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. So you shared with me previously that you grew up with a feeling of always not enough. What do you mean mm -hmm. by that? And also please explain whether or not those feelings played a part in shaping who you are today. Well, to the last question, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of, but I course, want to hear you say of course. <laughs> you know, uh, when whatever we've gone through in our in our childhood and in our lifetime shapes who we are today. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes it is a positive thing, and sometimes it is not. But mm -hmm. uh, I think I would word it a little bit different after I thought about the the questions you were going to ask. Is mm -hmm. I need to. Uh, prove my worth, I need to perform to be accepted, mm -hmm. uh, is along the same line of maybe I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, and learning that, you know, have to get, feel like I need to get straight A's. Are you, mm -hmm. and you know, is anybody out there that gets upset when they don't, you know, it's, or, or if anything doesn't go right, it's somehow, it's not that I just didn't get it. It's like it hits my identity as back to what I'm value and what I'm worth. And so growing up with the feeling that somehow I have to prove something that um, I'm good enough or whatever causes you to constantly be in that state of striving. Uh, there is never a place of relax. I love your words. The word striving, it says so yes. much. Yes. It, it it speaks of trying to move forward or or actually moving forward, but the stress and the toil yes. um in that process. Um okay. Yes. And the other to... the other word that comes to mind to me is perfection. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. all along the same framework is I don't know why we think that we need to be perfect because what does I am the perfect me. Exactly. <laughs> the only time I'm not perfect is if I try to be you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so we try to fit in and we try to not be us and we try to do what everybody wants when I can be perfect. Right. But that, but the idea of perfection is, is that I'm never enough. I'm never mm -hmm. good enough. Mm -hmm. And it it doesn't allow, it is focused on what I'm doing, not who I am yeah. or who I'm being. And so learning to be able to, those are some things that took years to be able to figure out how to let go of the constant striving, yeah. um, the driven feeling. I've mm -hmm. got to, you know, those kind of things. So yeah. anyway. You know, it makes me reflect on so much because I've been there, done that. And by the way, the second part of the question, I'm glad we both say, of course, but I'm not sure everyone has, <laughs> has realized that yet. Yes. <laughs> um, of course, your past is giving shape to who you are today, whether negatively or positively. Uh, but I think some people go through life without connecting all of those dots. And um, you can benefit if it's a good thing, but you suffer if it's a bad thing and you're not realizing what's driving you, what's causing you to strive in these negative ways. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I have to admit, um, I went quite a few years with certain things driving me and I just wasn't aware that absolutely the source of, I wasn't aware either. Right. <laughs> the source of it was actually a negative mm -hmm. place. So I was operating from a place of fear and didn't even realize that a lot of my achievements were even attached to my fear. <laughs> absolutely. So it's life is an interesting thing. <laughs> But um, I love having these conversations with people like you because we get to kind of, you know, unpack or peel back the onion and maybe our words are helping other people piece it together if they haven't or in certain areas where maybe they haven't. Okay. So during a previous conversation, you told me that you once had an internal pressure to prove other people wrong. I know we probably tarried in that area a little bit, but this is slightly different. So I'd like to have you expound on that. And how did that pressure serve you positively if it did and or negatively? For those of you who haven't followed my story or have met me before, I became a mother at the age of 15 mm -hmm. and it wasn't consensual. Mm -hmm. And when it, the decade, if you will, that this occurred in society, it matter in my, my sphere, why you were pregnant. It just wasn't okay. And so there was shame and hiding and, and of course, anger and uh, frustration. And I am going to be a mother, you know, at 15 mm -hmm. um, and fear and all of those kind of feelings. Um, and so that's where I, that feeling of I'm going to, because the predictions for my future were not vibrant. Right. <laughs> and so I began to say, I am not going to, that's not who I am. I'm not going to be that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fulfill those awful prophecies, if you will, those predictions I'm going to be who God created me to be, and I'm going to prove them wrong. Um, so it did serve me. Um, I don't feel like that anymore. Uh, in the essence, it gave that young girl the fight mm. that I think she needed to fight through those emotions and feelings to not hide in a corner and just cry. Right. Um which I had those days too. Yeah. To say that it was hard, it I I just I have not yet discovered adjectives <laughs> that can describe the overwhelming emotions and feelings that were associated to that period in my life. So to me today, uh, proving somebody wrong gives them too much power over my life. Mm -hmm. So I begin to let that go and begin as I got older and began to focus on who God said I was and who I wanted to be as opposed to not being something. Right. Um, and so I, it did serve me to help me through that period, but um, it's not something that I feel today. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, um, it's so interesting how people label us and maybe at some point in life we got caught up in labeling others 
but and ourselves and yes and ourselves i'm glad mm -hmm. you pointed that out um but you know what really gets me when i think about all that now is man now we look at your story all these people were telling you this stuff and it wasn't true it was a lie and mm -hmm. how many people give in to the lie and i think we have to ask ourselves um you know, give yourself a chance. Do you want to live your life and then look back when you're in your rocking chair and say, what if it would have been different? What if it could have been different? And I just believe the voices around me. Now, when you're young, though, it's kind of hard to not listen to those voices around you. You think they really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, um, man, that's one of the worst things in the world, though for a young person to have those voices around them that is not telling them who they can be, or at least mm. giving them support to guide them into who uh, they are becoming or want to be. And um, it was all my, it was all my internal voices too. All those fears mm -hmm. of failing. We're talking mm -hmm. about the failing thing, right? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, what if I am a horrible mother? What if I don't, I didn't know what I was doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's just like, <laughs> what, what ifs, all those what ifs. And so there are, I think sometimes our own, our own internal fears are worse mm -hmm. to, um, I did have a couple of people that gave me hope, mm -hmm. but there was, it, it was a lot of silence. Yes. And silence can mean whatever we interpret it to mean. Yeah. We don't even know what silence means. And so learning how to um, deal with all of those fears, because I talked about that cauldron of emotions, it's like boiling on the inside and you're like, I don't know how to make sense of all of this. And there's something about the teenage years, if you remember, it's the <laughs> end of the world for, you know, everything. You feel it to the... Like millionth degree, everything. Were yours just the teenage years? Mine kind of ran into the twenties too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so you know, it's like you already have strong emotions, uh -huh. and then you mix in that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and so it's not just other people; uh -huh. it's what's going on on the inside um, yeah. that is also affecting that whole picture of. Um, I'm going to prove all those inner voices wrong too. Um, that the, the saving thing for me was not the people around me, even though I had a place to live and I had a crib and I had all the things I needed physically. But the thing that brought me through emotionally as a, as a young woman at the age of 12, I had an encounter with God mm -hmm. and I began to know him in a way that wasn't religious mm -hmm. and it what and religion to me is about rules mm -hmm. and it wasn't about rules. It was of just a desperation. And this has also happened to me in the days before our cell phones, there was no you, internet. You have um, what people often call a personal relationship uh, with personal. God. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I can relate to that as well. Um, and even the 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 inner um, negative talk, I had mm -hmm. quite a lot of that. 
And at this age, I can connect it back to, um, I agree with you, it's not necessarily always stemming from outside voices, but I had bad things happen to me at a young age that I think triggered a, um, my, I'm gonna call it almost, not, it's not my natural reaction, but my automatic reaction would be negative. So I had a lot of negative self-talk um, that I, I think was beyond the average person. And it took me yeah. years to connect it back yeah. to the previous pain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are, pre- our brain is predisposed to identify danger. Mm-hmm. And it tries to avoid danger. And and so we have to do, we have to look for the positive on purpose. Yeah. But our brain is predisposed to this could be danger. You could fail here. You could get hurt here. All of the things. And yes, we all have that negative, if you will, trying to keep you safe voice. Mm-hmm. It goes a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> But it can, it can get way, if you go down that vein, it just seems to feed it. And it just is, is really, really big. So hard to jump off that ride. <laughs> it is hard to jump off that ride. And you're getting seasick and I'm sick at your stomach and the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love our analogies. <laughs> okay. So you speak of yourself as being a messenger of hope. And you said people should heal from the past without comparing. I'm paraphrasing your words a bit so you can clean it up mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just be free to be themselves or just free to be me. So elaborate on those ideas. Uh, I am a messenger of hope uh, just by being who I am and bringing that, but I can One of the things I am able to do is help people in their individual situations Mm -hmm. to see what it could be instead of what they fear Mm -hmm. Um, and learning to be able to heal from their past, as we already talked about, is directly correlated with living vibrantly and to being able to excel in life. So that's, you know, sometimes we say these almost cliches. You need to heal from your past. Mm -hmm. Well, what does that mean? Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, how do you do that? Uh Um, when I'm all this, uh, um, you know, snowball of, of all these emotions and all these negative talk and all of this going on. And Donna, you're just saying heal from your past. Like it's this, you know, swip, uh, uh, flip, you know, switch, you flip, couldn't get that one out. Um, (laughs) And learning to be able to special, I specialize in helping people walk through the process of really healing because people can be in counseling for decades mm-hmm. and still be dealing with it. Um, and so learning to, I call it turning my baggage into luggage mm-hmm. so we can live the life we've dreamed. And so helping people to walk through that process, it isn't hard when you know the steps to take to be able to do that. So, um, Wonderful. and just, and, and we talked about, you mentioned comparing mm-hmm. and one, one of the analogies I love. So I'll ask you, Pam, if you were to pick a flower, what would you be today? Oh, wow. 
my mind just in a flash went from rose to tulip. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> well, pick, just pick one. There's no wrong answer. I guess I'll go with tulip. Okay. And I'm going to be a peony. Mm. All right. So they look we're completely different. Mm-hmm. A peony's all fluffy and got rough edges and all and, and bigger and all of that. And a tulip is uh, proportioned and delicate and even. Mm-hmm. Now, if I thought I was supposed to be a tulip, I'd be clipping all my edges, trying to, you know, make everything smooth. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of just out there. Mm-hmm. And if you were trying to be a peony, you're trying to figure out how, do you see what that comparison yeah. does? Yeah. It's like, you just need to be Pamela. Yes. And I need to be Donna. And right. it's only when I try to be something else that I compare what I think I should be or what you sh- you are to me. And then we end up um, not living vibrantly. We end up miserable trying to conform to somebody else's idea or opinion. And that's not hope. Right. So I look at myself as I think I'm at a place in my life where that's exactly what I am seeking to be the best Pamela I can be. Mm -hmm. But with that said, there is still an idea that I need to improve, even as Pamela, (laughs) not trying to be like Donna, but when I look at Pamela and I embrace all who she is, the good, bad, and the ugly, when I look at the bad or the ugly, in my own opinion, it's bad or ugly. Like I was Mm -hmm. short with that person. I'm not proud about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do self-talk to say, um, if I have an opportunity, I go ahead and apologize, but then I do self-talk and I say, okay, what space are you in? Why, why were you like that? Okay, mm-hmm. try to do better um, when you're feeling agitated or you're feeling whatever in a rush or whatever. Try not to let that happen. And that's not comparing me to somebody else, but that's, I guess it's, it is comparing me to the idea of, of the me I want to maintain, the, the, the me that I see myself as. <laughs> um, to me, that part of me is the... Not really me. If you that just jumped out, or or maybe it's a part of me, but it's a part of me that um, I don't want to dominate. <laughs> so, yeah. one of the uh, uh, takeaways that I hope could people could take is what I'm about to say mm-hmm. is so many times we look at the way our emotions reacted in any situation. You were you snapped at that person or something like that. And we often think that our emotions equal truth or it equals my identity completely. And we are bigger than our emotions. Emotions is something I have, not who I am. Right. But one of the keys that's really revolutionized mine and thousands of clients' life is emotions actually are indicators of what you're believing at that particular moment. Mm -hmm. so it could be I'm believing I I snapped at the person in line ahead of me because I'm not going to have enough time and I'm not going to get all my stuff done and you're not going fast enough Mm -hmm. or it could be 
I am afraid of rejection and I'm going to snap at you first or what it could be all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so if you take a moment in that self-discovery plays after you apologize for snapping at them, (laughs) um, you take that moment and go, what was I believing? Mm -hmm. What was I focused on? And, and it isn't, we focus so much on changing the behavior that we don't often deal with what I was believing that caused Mm -hmm. a behavior. Mm -hmm. And when I can begin to do that, then real transformation begins to occur because I'm believing I'm not going to have enough time and I'm afraid of failing Mm -hmm. could be that next thought. And it's, so it's going back to all that. Well, so what would happen if I didn't get all the things done? Right you know, and realize that I'm, I'm afraid of failing again or messing up or letting somebody down or all of the things I we're using something really simple, but this can go, this can go really, um, uh, deep deep on the way that we engage with people and ourselves. So if we take it past the behavior and we just try to keep changing our behavior. Yeah. I like that. We'll keep working on our, we'll keep working on that, but it never really gets to the root. And the other thing I ask is God, it's like, okay, so anything I should see? Cause we don't see our blind spots. It's like, what am I believing in here? What was I, what is going on? And uh, you can't do that every moment, but have that in your quiet time True. where you're going deeper on what we're believing. Um, You get a surprise bill. Mm-hmm. and you have a negative reaction or you snap at your children yeah. and had, you know, mom, can I have another cookie? What do you think? We're made of money. Go play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so it had nothing to do with the cookie. Yeah. It had to do with this bill that now I'm afraid we're not going to have enough money. And all right. Am I trusting God or am I in fear? Do you see what I mean? It's like, so our I behavior like way, goes back to belief. I like the way you, um, brought in the idea that your emotions is different from from you from who you are that statement was very important for me to hear in this conversation like a light bulb went off when you said it that way um so i can deal with the emotions but it's not defining who i am as a person and then i have to feel back and see what was I feeling or thinking in that moment that caused that reaction? And that's where the work is happening, but it's not necessarily, Oh, now I'm going to just totally flip the switch and say, you're such a bad person, Pamela, overall, (laughs) I had a bad moment and we have to give ourselves grace to, to not like the beginning of our conversation, not be perfect. Right. I also like that you shared that, Uh, one of the things you do during your time of reflection is to ask God. I do that as well. And um, to me, it's a type of uh, accountability and safeguard. And, but I also like to ask a trusted person on the outside of myself too. (laughs) Um, Because I think sometimes there's just things you, you don't see about yourself. And that's why I, that's why I have a coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't see our blind spots all the time. Right. And so, yes, other people speaking into our lives that are a safe place mm-hmm. um, are very important. Yes. 
So um, what do you know that can be a bridge to help someone get to their next level best regarding this topic? Mm. Kindness to yourself is a big thing. Being kind during this process. Um, because the me snapping at a person, I could turn around and go, what's the matter with you, Donna? And, you know, totally. So being kind to ourselves. Another thing is, is no matter what you're facing, because, because we're, we all have obstacles and challenge and disappointment in our life is begin to look for the gift, the things we can learn I love as we go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of building a camp <laughs> yeah. and camping out with my pity party that this is bad or worse, or, or it might not be a pity party. I mean, we might be sick. We might be really struggling. There's all kinds of things, but I'm, I'm looking to move through it, not stay here. So if your life was a book, that this is a paragraph, a page, perhaps a chapter, but not your whole life. And you begin to say, what am I going to learn? When I was 15, it felt like it would be forever. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is going, this is going to be hard for the rest of my life. Um, and then we get into situations and it feels this overwhelming feeling like this is going to go on forever. When is this going to be over? And all of those things. We were some sort of twins at that point in our lives. (laughs) I can relate. I mean, like I can finish your sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the big, the big thing is to keep a bigger picture, to look down the road, not let this be your whole thing and look for what you can learn through it all. When I just... switch my perspective to this is horrible to what can I learn? I see things that I wouldn't see before. Yeah. It's changing my perspective. It's changing where I'm looking. It's what I am expecting in my life. Yeah. Um, Just by asking that. Mm -hmm. I love that word expecting. I've had that type of epiphany. I'll call it uh, also where I shifted, and I gotta say, it's in fairly recent years. I I realized that I went through life thinking bad things shouldn't happen. I know that sounds crazy, but I think a lot of people do that. And I think that's why we're so shocked when it does, we're angry when it does, why me? Um, I realize if I just change the way I think about challenging times and know that challenging times is also a part of life, just like all, I look forward to the wonderful things <laughs> and mm-hmm. see that even challenging times is a teacher um, and we can glean something from it and we're made. I I can honestly say that most of the progress that I've made in terms of us becoming wiser actually came from the challenging times. So at this point in my life, I can honor the fact that I had to go through it. I did go through it or however we want to phrase it because I like the things that I learned. Yeah. In retrospect. (laughs) Well, yes, when you're young, oh my God, I was having a tantrum. Well, the other thing, the other (laughs) thing is what we make those hard times mean you know, I've been a good person. Why is this happening to me? Or, um, you know, 
feeling shame or blame, or we want to blame somebody or all those things when, uh, none of that is, none of that helps us move forward. That keeps us in baggage thinking yeah. instead of luggage thinking. So, well, that's a good segue because my next question is, um, you speak of turning your baggage into your luggage. And again, I know you touched on that a bit earlier, but I'd love you to just expound all you want <laughs> right here. <laughs> uh, please share oh. what you mean. And I, I know you have a few principles that you share. So just, just go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, what's baggage? Mm. You know, and, and even in that, I have people compare well, I don't have it as bad as so-and-so <laughs> or I had it worse than so-and-so. Um, doesn't matter. Baggage is pain. Yeah. Just in a nutshell. Baggage is it's pain. anytime we have experienced pain and it hurts and we've had disappointment. Things didn't go like we thought. All of that stuff. And that, that can be what we might categorize as big things and little things and severe things. It doesn't matter. It just hurts. Mm -hmm. And we would have used words like, this is not right. Why did this happen? This is not fair. This is not just, mm -hmm. um, somebody should pay is even some of the baggage thought. Yeah. And so all of those things I did as a teenager, <laughs> I thought all those stuff. <laughs> and so that's baggage. Luggage thinking is coming from the place is I am going to use this to grow and become the best me I can be. And some of the keys I've already shared in our conversation, looking for the gift in the adversity, mm -hmm. um, learning how to look for support, to keep a bigger picture in mind. I use the analogy with my clients that if you were going to take a road trip and you continued only to look out of your rear view mirror, mm. would you get very far down the road? <laughs> wow. And you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be able to look forward that where this is, where, where do I want to go instead of what was or right. what should have been mm -hmm. um, all of those things. And so releasing, learning how to surrender learning how to have compassion for yourself and others, which involves forgiveness. And we could do a whole episode on that one. <laughs> um, but forgiveness is a key. There are so many things that forgiveness isn't that people think it is mm -hmm. and is things that people don't realize. And so, and other is we also try to DIY it when you're injured, you have an automatic response to put up a, a wall. Mm -hmm. Um, some type of protection and we could isolate physically or I've hidden in, I've got, I still probably have a cave <laughs> on the inside of me that I used to withdraw to. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got this wall and you can't get through it. Yeah. That's, that's all of course a fantasy, but that's the way it feels mm -hmm. um, in isolation. So being alone in a crowd of people, mm -hmm. um, all of those feelings and I don't ask for help because I'm embarrassed or whatever reason. And so knowing, knowing how to take all, all of these different pieces that I've shared in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> and help people walk through them and going from low self-esteem to confidence, to go from depression to joy, 
from fear to hope and expectation. Mm -hmm. So all of that is possible when you walk through these steps to be able to actually process the disappointment and be able to move forward and have a vibrant life anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And I, I like the way you phrase it too, um, turning your baggage into luggage. Um, I don't know. I think of baggage as beat up, run down, maybe mm-hmm. not even of very much value. But when I think of luggage, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think of something cleaned up, durable, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, images like that come to mind and I'm a pictures person. I'm very mm-hmm. visual. <laughs> so, um, anything that helps me see it in, in my head and in my mind, uh, helps to teach me uh, luggage, I, luggage is clean and all that. And I've got my sun hat on and my sunglasses and I'm going on vacation <laughs> or something. <laughs> We're in a better place. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> Instead of luggage, I mean, baggage, hauling something around that mm-hmm. you don't really want to be carrying. <laughs> Ball and chain tied to my ankle. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that journey from low self-esteem to confidence. Uh, when I was listening to you, it also brought to mind um, the whole comparison thing again. Because sometimes mm-hmm. we make up these lies inside. Uh, we don't even know the things that other people are wrestling with that sometimes right. can be worse than what we're facing. And we're like, woe is me. Uh, everybody has, you know, it going on, but I'm stuck. My life is horrible. And it's, you've got caught into that comparison thing. And, and oftentimes those comparisons are actually rooted in lies. You're just creating these fantasies for yourself because you don't actually know. (laughs) Especially on social media, because we show everybody the, you know, I I saw a picture where a woman was doing some type of photo shoot. She took a picture of her couch and how Mm -hmm. beautiful it looked. And she had, you know, something that she was selling. And then she panned the camera and there was toys everywhere and and laundry needed to be folded, but just that one spot was what went on. So it was supposed to go on social media. And that's what we do is like, we just show our perfect self. Yeah. But all of us have dirty dishes in the sink and bathrooms need to be cleaned and lawn, dirty laundry. And all of us have those kind of things. And so cobwebs in the corner and all that stuff. Nobody's Uh, going on social media showing you their ugly cry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so when we do the comparison, especially with social media, we're comparing what looks perfect on the outside. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea the pain that people are going through on the inside. So first of all, just focus on you Mm -hmm. and learn how to be the best you you can be. You shine brighter. You make the world a better place. And that comparison, I, my, my, real small statement is comparison kills. It never brings life. Mm -hmm. It never brings life. Very good. Okay. You got a lot of these, uh, Donna isms. (laughs) That's great. All right. Um, so which one final gym, and I ask all of my guests this question, Mm -hmm. 
uh, can you leave with the audience today the single most important idea shared that if people don't remember anything else, you want them to really hold on to this? Well, from our conversation today, what's really um, coming to my heart is wherever you find yourself, wherever you find yourself without comparison to anyone else, ask yourself this question. Am I living as vibrantly as I could? Is there something more that you want for your life? And if the answer is yes, take one small action today to move forward. Get to getting support, getting help, getting information. That's one of the things about today's world is there's so much knowledge. Right. There's so much knowledge. You have self-help books and podcasts and videos and, mm-hmm. and all of the things that are available, webinars, and mm-hmm. but wisdom that's curated especially for you is what's missing. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to appropriate and I can't eat that whole elephant. Mm-hmm. How do I take a bite mm-hmm. to begin to live vibrantly and all that you can be? So be courageous today. You could schedule a call with me. That's one option. It is absolutely free. And I will find the resources that you need so that you can live vibrantly. Mm-hmm. And take be courageous. That's my le- takeaway today is what is one step I can do to be the best me I can be? Wonderful. So this is the point in the show where I ask you to share any information you would like to share about how my audience might contact you, get your books, et cetera. Uh, Go ahead and share that information for those who would want to reach out to you. My website is the letter I, vibrantliving.com. And there are free resources available. There is also a schedule, a schedule online tab where you could schedule that free call I was talking about. There's a free ebook on the homepage. There's a lot of resources. My podcast is there, my blog. You can check it out and go explore, spend a little time finding inspiration so that you can live vibrantly. It is all there for you. That's great. Thanks so much. And you know, I want to go back just a little bit to the vibrant word. We know what vibrant means, but how would you define it in terms of what you do? How Vibrant Living's name came about is another story, but probably for another day. (laughs) But vibrant is sunny and exuberant and full of life, zestful, hopeful, authentic. Um, It is uh, hope and faith. And you know that person at a dance that gets let loose on the dance floor and doesn't care? That's vibrant. That's an image for you. It's and, and you may not be on the dance floor, but wherever you are, yeah. Um, I when you when it gets to the end of your life and you have those opportunities, I want you to dance. Mm-hmm. I want you to sing your song. I want you to do whatever it is that your gifts are mm-hmm. to be authentically a tulip or a peony, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, you know, and I, I, you've probably heard this story. This is coming to mind as an example 
of the difference between vibrancy and not we're baggage to luggage. Mm-hmm. And I'm somebody did this from a stage when they were doing a live thing and they took a $20 bill and said, I have this $20 bill. Does anybody here want it? I think they'd say a hundred day with the way things have changed, but <laughs> yeah. anybody want this? You know, I've got my hand up. Anybody want this, um, this hundred dollars. And of course everybody raises their hands. So he goes, okay, hang on a second. So then he stomps on it. Um, puts something yucky on it, wrinkles it all up, makes a mess of it, tears it a little bit. And he says, does anybody still want it? And people still raise their hands. He says, well, but why? Mm. Did what happened to it change its value? Mm-mm. And it didn't change yours either. Right. That's beautiful. And so what happened to you didn't change your value, mm-hmm. but we have to learn how to, clean off the stuff mm-hmm. so that we can fully shine. Mm-hmm. But we often define ourselves by what's happened to us instead of who we really are. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful way to end this episode. I am so pleased and happy that you uh, were willing to come on and join us today. And I feel 100% sure that people are going to glean great stuff from this conversation. Uh, thank you so much, Donna. And my uh, pleasure. Happy Mother's Day. And you too, Pamela. <laughs> and um, I really hope that people reach out uh, and go to your website. And we will also share that stuff in the footnotes um, so people can get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, friends. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Envision Together Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I hope today's topic inspired you to envision a brighter future getting to your next level of best and to urge others to reach theirs as well. If you are encouraged by today's episode, subscribe and share it with your family and friends. Also, please write a review. It will help me to reach a wider audience with a message of hope and inspiration. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and share your thoughts about today's episode. Until next time, envision the future you want to see.